Welcome to the Campfire Conversation Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Kelly. Ask almost anybody who's been to summer camp, whether they be kids or staff members, and they'll tell you, it is awesome. They will also tell you through their words, but mostly through their actions, that they learn a ton while there too. As a longtime camp director, youth sport coach, and father to three growing young men, I know the lessons that we learn at camp can be hugely beneficial for all of us back home in the real world. So, each week, I'll spend some time around the digital campfire talking with professionals from inside and around the summer camp world. We'll share their lessons, their ideas, and their practices in a way that I hope will be immediately useful for your life back home. So, pull up a seat, get your marshmallow ready to roast, and let's spend some time learning together around the campfire. Have you ever wondered about the long-term effect of camp on a young person? My guest around the campfire tonight will tell you all about it. Tammy Leader Fuller spent her summers at camp, took what she learned at camp, and applied it in the professional world. Now, if in what you may call a a third act, but certainly, I suspect, not a final act, Tammy has created a camp for grown-ups with her new venture, Camp Powerment. Tammy and I spent some time delving into the lessons that she received at camp many moons ago. We then spent some time talking about how those lessons have helped her and now her campers grow and thrive in the present age. This is a really fun conversation, reminiscing about all the wonders of camp, how it helps our kids build uh, great lives over time, and how we adults can plug back into that magic. I hope you'll enjoy this campfire conversation with the founder of Camp Powerment, Tammy Leader Fuller. Tammy Leader Fuller, I am so happy to have you around the campfire. I'm so happy to be here. No place I'd rather be. <laughs> it's a good spot. So I, in our introduction to each other and talking, you told me uh, something funny that you were the worst camper ever. So I'm a diehard camper. I started camp when I was seven. I started at Girl Scout camp, and then I went to a camp in North Carolina, yeah. and I landed at really my happiest place of all, which was Camp Akiba in the picturesque Poconos of North nice. of, uh, of uh, Pennsylvania. Yep. But I wasn't exactly the most exemplary camper. I loved camp. I could play competitive <laughs> tennis with kids. So for really, it was a place where I could go where I could really be me and, and authentically me. And I learned life lessons wrapped around the fun and games. And I really, really, something about camp, I was one of those kids who lived 10 months for two months. And mm-hmm. I had friends and I had a great life, but camp for me was home. But yeah. the truth is, I really wasn't a great camper. And then I didn't <laughs> trophies. Uh, Yeah, I played tennis and I was a Florida kid. So I did win the tennis trophies, but I never won best camper. I did get, I did become a color war general and it was probably the greatest ever, the greatest thing I'd ever gotten. In fact, the day that I won my first Emmy as a television producer, which I went on to be later in life, I said to my husband, this was really cool, but winning being the color war captain of the gold team was <laughs> meant more to me, okay? <laughs> how crazy I am. But so camp for me was always my happy place, but I didn't shine at camp in that I was never that best camper. I was never the one who kind of got the accolades or won the trophies. I was getting in trouble a little bit. I spent a little more time than most on the field house porch, you know, in punishment. But <laughs> there was, there's such a soft spot for me. You know, I was a chubby kid and my mother used to send brownies, cream cheese brownies to my sisters and I would get quarters for oh. tab in the soda machine. Like, so, like I have so many memories of, of things that like 
really weren't exactly positive memories, but it's funny. I had two sisters. One of them was the perfect, she was a great athlete. She followed the rules. She was a perfect camper. My middle sister, who didn't last very long, almost got kicked out for making cup of soup in somebody's contact lens boiler. <laughs> they were kind of razors, but there was something about the fun side of camp and being away from our parents and being who we could really be as opposed to who our parents and everybody around us wanted us to be was incredibly freeing for me. And I always, always thought one day I would own a camp or run a camp. And I almost majored in phys ed just because of that. But I ended up becoming a, a journalism major and a TV producer, probably because I was a great camp counselor. That's awesome. Well, and that's going to be my next question. What do you feel like you took from your experience of being a quote unquote bad camper? And by the way, you weren't a bad camper if you're a color war general. Um, <laughs> so what did, what do you feel like you took from there that you brought into the world with you? I know you said you were a TV producer for a number of years. Um, and then what have you taken from that experience into your new venture of running camps yourself? I think the power of community is what I felt so so strongly when I was at camp. You know, I've, I've talked to a lot of people who, so we. I founded Camp Powerman in 2013 after mm-hmm. being a TV producer for 35 years and really encountering a lot of incredible experts and TED talkers and game changers and thought leaders. And I thought, wouldn't it be amazing to be able to create something in a la summer camp with the outside in nature to disconnect from tech and kind of reconnect with ourselves and kind of a sisterhood. Originally it was women only and we've Mm -hmm. now sort of expanded into co-ed space. But the idea of building communities in a place for people to feel like they belonged in the same way that I felt everybody at camp was able to do. So, you know, there, you, you spend your life growing up being raised by the people who do it one way. And then you go to a camp, which is a place where I believe uh, the best camp experiences are those that are repeated year after year after year. The people who come to us now and say, I didn't like camp. The first question I ask is how many camps did you go to? And most of them, well, I didn't like that one. So I went to the next one. And every <laughs> year they're chasing that elusive, you know, groundedness and feeling like they're home again because they never quite stuck with it long enough to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think that the community building is what really got me inspired to do this and giving people a place to belong especially today when we're so busy on our phones and tech is kind of taking over our lives and we wake up in the morning with 27 things to do. we got to meditate. And then i got to write a list of how to manifest what I want today. And then I've got all of these things that I need to do to make myself happy. And I think there's something that has been isolating us and we're walking around with masks and camp is a place where you could go and really sort of let your hair down, be yourself. You have to be yourself when you're with people for days and sleeping in cabins with them. You know, camp for me kind of pushed me to the edge of my comfort zone in many, many levels. And I think that that the community building and the pushing people out of their safety net and into a space where they could have to really be who they were as opposed Mm -hmm. to wanted to be mm-hmm. is really what motivated me to do this and what I found has brought people back over and over and over again it's the feeling of connection so it's the disconnection the reconnection to each other and to ourselves but it's the idea of feeling like you're big you're part of something bigger than you are which is always way cooler than we are on our own absolutely and is that what you're finding your your guests your campers are having now because you have adult campers from all walks of life, all ages, all over the place, all over the country and and different countries. Is it the community that they're missing most? Is that what, is that the hole that Camp Powerman is filling for them? 
It is. And it's kind of, when I started this, I did some research and I found that 9 million kids go to summer camp, 9 to 10 million kids go to summer camp every year since the 50s, right? Since it was really starting to get organized. Uh, And 70% of those parents, of those kids have one parent at least who've been to summer camp. So I started this thinking, wouldn't this be incredible for people who've been to camp who want to bring their camp friends back together and relive the camp experience? That's really why I did this. I went to my summer camp uh, reunion and it was great to see everybody, but it was just kind of hanging out at camp and it wasn't organized activities. And I got inspired to do this based on that weekend thinking, wouldn't it be amazing to take these experts who I had encountered? I spent 20 years at the Today Show and was a TV producer for many years. And I came in contact with a lot of really smart, inspiring and empowering women initially who really had impressed and inspired me enough to say, I'm coming back for you one day because the information that you have to share is worth paying forward. And so I'm very happy that we gave you a platform, but now I'm going to need you to come and, and help our people <laughs> once I come up with an idea. So I've always known that I wanted to do this. I didn't quite know how that was going to happen, but I thought camp was such a great way to get people to really relax and let their hair down and kind of relive that feeling of being 12 and, and having open eyes again and really kind of looking at things through a different perspective. I was quite surprised to find that the people who started to come to us were not really campers. In fact, more than, than weren't were those who never got to go to camp and felt gypped by that experience, whether it was financial, whether it was a familial or cultural thing. We have a lot of people who come because because they never had the opportunity to go to camp. Mm -hmm. And this was giving them a chance to do that, which was really foreign for me because I thought people think, when they think camp, if they haven't been to summer camp, they think of like a KOA campground with communal showers. They don't think camping is pitching a tent and really roughing it. You know, camp empowerment is not that. We take over kids' summer camps in the off-season, and we also now are taking over more ranch-style guest houses for those who love the concept, but... Wouldn't be caught dead sleeping in a cabin. Um, <laughs> That's so, the good stuff, though. Go on. I think so. I think it's really what, what bonds people and connects them. But uh, it is the community that people continue to come back for. We have a 55% return rate, which is kind mm-hmm. of unheard of for a new business like this because people tell us it's a, you provide the space for us and the fun and the opportunities in order to do this. But grow and learn and push themselves beyond their comfort zones. Mm-hmm. But what happens to us during these, these experiences is something that you really can't even think about or guess or, or predict for yourself. So we, we tell people, you don't get what you want at Camp Powerment. You get what you need. And you probably don't know what that is when you sign up or even <laughs> when you walk on the grounds of camp. But there are so many choose-your-own-adventure kind of experiences that involve we go deep diving with a lot of this really cool curriculum. We have experts in health and wellness and parenting and productivity and business empowerment and body language and human design and financial stuff and stress management. We have dozens of, of experts, but it's, it's the, we take them deep and then we play and then we go deep and then we play. And that's what camp did for me. That's awesome. So I have uh, one of the conversations that keeps being played back in my head is a guy named Scott Hickok, who runs a great camp just south of, of Atlanta here. And I asked him at one point, how long does it take for the kids to, to really get involved and let their hair down at camp? And he responded, how fast can the parents leave? Um, <laughs> for, for the adults, how long does it take kind of, you know, us, our people, you know, our age group, get to camp and let their hair down? 
in the beginning, so we create an experience that within the first hour, we, we offer something that gets them really in deeply before they mm-hmm. even realize where they are and what, what they do. Most of them are so happy to just have left the cares of life and the, and you know, the responsibilities of driving carpools and making mm-hmm. dinner and who's doing what and who's, you know, they, by leaving that behind, they, they really disconnect the moment they get in their car and kind of, or, or get to the camp. Mm-hmm. And we provided, we don't give them much time to get up to, to, get panicked. In the beginning, the first two or three camps, and we've had 25 weekend experiences, over 65 experiences altogether. Mm -hmm. But the first two or three camps, we used to tell people, give us until noon the next day. And if you're not comfortable, you have your money back and you can go home. And we didn't have, we maybe had two or three people who really didn't want to face a lot of stuff that that we were throwing at them about themselves, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the rules we have is you can't say what you do for a living for the first 24 hours. And after that, no one cares because we're so defined by who we are and what we do out there. And for those people who really have highly elevated jobs and careers, you know, I'm in the entertainment business. And so in the beginning, we had a lot of entertainment executives. I think they realized when they got there that maybe I'm not as cool as I thought I was because everybody's so nice to me. And maybe it has to do with who I am and what I do. Cause now that I don't have that to protect myself with, who am I anyway? So in the beginning we used to say, uh, it, sometimes it would take the first 12 hours after that. Um, we have such a high return rate that the energy of the returning campers, even if they don't know each other, as they start to recognize, as soon as they get there, they're telling everybody, don't waste your time standing here like this going, I challenge you to make me as happy as those pictures on the website look or the pictures in Oprah or on the Today Show looked. But but I'm here to tell you, if you waste your time, you're going to be sorry at the other end. So it's the energy of the old time campers, especially in the dining hall on the first night as they t- start to sing and cheer do food waiter 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 um, (laughs) is when they you know boom chicka boom they everybody just sort of gets into it so it moves very quickly i would say it takes about an hour so what's the average age of of your camper the average age is late 40s but Uh we have a lot of young millennials very wise people who want to come and young moms come as well a lot of Mm -hmm. people who have kids who come to summer camp also who say, you know, spend all this money and spend all this time getting my kids ready. And I, I want to go to camp. Sure. So, so we do have, so the, you know, we have a lot of, of people, a lot of women in their mid fifties who are kind of looking for their next step in life. Mm-hmm. But that, that average goes down because we're starting to get so many young moms and people who are overwhelmed with life and just need a time out and need to play and connect with people who they now have something in common. It's funny, we, we talk a lot about, with our kids, about the comparison trap, you know, that they've got their social media stuff, and we're talking about, you know, kids that are 10 through 16 years old, and, and really some of our younger staff members as well are 19 to 22-year-olds that are always looking at their phones and comparing themselves to the next person. But the more I'm listening to you, I'm hearing about, you know, people, the millennials through the, the Gen Xers um, mm-hmm. that are feeling the same way, and that they just need to get away from all of that. Yeah. It's really, it's gotten, you know, in the six years that we've been in business, tech has gotten so much more crazy uh, and really, you know, has taken over so much of our lives Mm -hmm. in such a way. And so, you know, part of the good part about camp, and you know that because, Cole, because you deal with this, is you can't get a on camp. So even when you, you don't have to take people's phones away because they're never getting through anyway. And so there's something really magical about that. But, you know, even up through the boomers, you know, people need to take, there's something magical that happens when you get out into nature and you can mm-hmm. 
kind of ground yourself away from all that is there. And it really helps to have no other distractions. We take over completely. We don't share space Mm -hmm. with other groups. We kind Mm -hmm. of take over the whole situation. So it is a choose your own adventure, but we also say you don't have to do anything. If you want to lay in the hammock or just kind of sit around and stare at a tree or read your book or do whatever, you can do that too. But we find that most people do not, uh, you know, they, they don't really take as, they, they don't want to miss anything. So they run, you know, they try to get as much done as possible with, you know, 16, 17 experts. You can never get all of it in there. Um, but every one of these, you know, if you're not caring for aging parents, you're not going to go to that workshop. If you're not dealing with young kids and trying to figure out how, how not to be a helicopter parent, you're not going to that one. But so everything sort of is in silos as to what your area is that you want to work on, whether it's love and relationships or family or parenting or, or just overall stress management, you know, you can kind of pick your journey. How has the Camp Paramount changed from your idea, your initial idea, because we know everything always, you know, you have a plan until it gets hit in the face by something, to where you are now? What, what's been the biggest change in, in your own mentality, your own expectations, and, and kind of the, the experience? I'm really surprised by how willing people are to let their guards down and mm. to there. It's almost that stranger on an airplane theory of going into a space with people who don't know you, who don't judge you, who can really uh, help you see that you're really not alone. And we're all juggling so much today. And we think that what we're dealing with is really insurmountable until we sit with others and we recognize that what we're dealing with is really not so bad and it's not so hard and that comparison thing which nobody really does in the real world because we're so afraid to let anybody see us get vulnerable Mm -hmm. you know because of the silliness of olympic games and karaoke contests and drum circles and all the things that that give people permission to just be silly to dance like no one's watching because no one's looking anyway they're all worried about themselves so there's something that happens in the camp setting that is really mind shifting for people to get them out of their heads into their bodies and really understanding who they are, what they are. And they may not be the story that they created for themselves. That's what camp did for me as a kid. I had my own version of who I thought I was supposed to be. And then I got to camp and realized I wasn't really that, but I was conforming to what I thought I was supposed to be. And by letting myself just be me and explore possibilities of what other, you know, there were other things that I could look at and be, um, I really grew every summer as a kid, and I wanted to translate that for women. But you ask how things change. It's a completely different experience now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much more uh, intent on helping people figure out what is your purpose. Like we didn't sit. We were. It wasn't this heady when we started. You know, it was really much more about let's play because we just need to separate. But we realized that people everybody's looking to be coached in one area of their life or another. And so if we offer people opportunities and expertise, uh, not to be lectured at, but to be able to be in an interactive experience where they could actually share and learn how to grow and get tips and takeaways that they could take home and implement in their life. They could really figure out what they want to be when they grow up and letting the beauty of what they love be what they do. And that's what I've been able to do. I was a TV producer for three decades was good at it and really liked my life and my job, but I realized that I, it wasn't enough. I wasn't playing enough. Mm-hmm. I realized that people around me weren't light enough. Everybody was so heavy. We had raised the bar so high for ourselves. We were never going to get there. Women especially were never going to be 
thin enough or smart enough or wealthy enough or our kids aren't going to be, you know, winning the championships that we had hoped for and getting into Harvard. And I think we, we as women need to sort of drop the bar and recognize that we are enough and people like us because we have so much to offer. And if we could look at ourselves the way others looked at us, things would shift. I'm yeah. no psychologist. I'm a television producer. I'm a connector and a collector mm-hmm. of great, insightful people. So I just became the P.T. Barnum, and I <laughs> and my 83-year-old mom, and we have created the space and provide an opportunity for people to grow and learn and play and connect and have fun, but the journey is really up to them. We just open the door for them, and if they want to walk through it, that's when they can shift and grow, or they can just come and have a great time. Well, and they'll probably get the same result at the end. I mean, you go, it's amazing what happens when you just simply let your hair down and, and go. You find a lot of wisdom within yourself just by getting everything else out of the way. So my question for you is the experiences you're creating over the weekends are amazing and, and life-altering for a lot of people. How do you keep that going back home? How do you, do, how do you take what you've learned and how do we take it back home when we don't get a chance to take that weekend away? What are some of your suggestions that way? It's a great question. So we provide something special just for our people who've been to camp. We call it our Camp Powerment Inner Circle. And you had to have attended a camp to do that. But what we do is we actually do uh, fireside chats on mm-hmm. Zoom with mm-hmm. a dozen campers facilitated by our rangers. Our rangers are our volunteer group of counselors. And we offer them a prompt in the, from the that they can actually talk about and deal with from the comfort of their own cabin, right? Mm-hmm. So you're sitting home, but we're taking what we learned and growth experiences and providing people an opportunity uh, to build monthly a connection with other campers who they may or may not have known or ha- shared a camp experience with because we open it to anybody who's been to camp because once you've been mm-hmm. in that that environment, you know what that's about. So we are really helping people expand and grow beyond the campfire. And there's always a fun element in there as well. So it's not just heavy, heady group therapy at all. It's about (laughs) how we can all push each other in the same way we did as kids, where we're cheering for each other and, you know, and rooting for each other in a way that we used to as kids before we were old enough to realize that judgment can cloud us Mm -hmm. and really mess things up. So then it really would be beholden to those who have not had that type of experience to go find a group of people that they could do that with somehow, some way. You know, and one of the things that playtime is really underrated and, you know, yes. playtime, I think, is really what drives this entire brand that we've created. Yeah. Because when you go play, it's different. And so I encourage people, especially women who say, let's go have a drink or let's go get a cup of coffee. I say, let's meet at the trampoline place. Or, let's <laughs> That's awesome. And it's un- when you go miniature golfing with someone, which you yes. haven't done in a long time, it just changes your perspective. It really does. It really helps. Your conversations are different than they would be when you're sitting around intoxicating yourself or even having a glass of a cup of coffee. It's different when you get outside and you do something that you haven't done in a long time. It shifts the way you think. And it really, there's a positivity to uh, to like an optimism almost that comes with every conversation when you're really doing something that takes you out of your comfort zone a little bit. You don't need to have a kid to go to Disneyland. Right. Well, and also if you're doing something inherently silly, then all of a sudden it reduces the temperature in the room immediately because you're all doing something goofy. So it just lets you open up. That's a great idea. You know, dance parties, you know, tell your friends Mm -hmm. to come over and just crank the music and have a dance party. When people can let go and do that, 
things change. You know, I was always that mom who did the homegrown birthday parties and, you know, mm-hmm. had all, I was that mother who always just sort of inspired people to do just because it was fun and everything was based on the things that I learned about in camp. And I felt like if you can get people to break the paradigm of what they think they're supposed to be, and they're only going to do that if everybody else around them is doing it, it's like camp. You know, they're the newbies at camp, you know, they come to camp the first day, they're a little bit odd. And they thought I can either sit back and do this, or I can jump right in. And if I do, no one's going to pay attention or judge me anyway. Right. And I'm going to assimilate quicker. And that's what happens at camp. Yeah, absolutely. My wife talks a lot about being glitter or glue. And, you know, the glitter is the fun one. The glue is one that holds it all together. And and we all need a little bit of glitter in our life because it certainly opens it. Otherwise, we're all glue. We're sticking to everything and then we get it overdone. So that's true. And there's always it's interesting because we are our camp weekends are big. We do about 150 people at a time. And we Mm -hmm. do that consciously because in the same way you do your summer camps, when you have a big group, you can go and shift and groove and move and and be somewhat anonymous and whatever it is you're dealing with. You can connect with who you want to, but we, we create micro communities within the communities. Mm-hmm. Cabins. Mm-hmm. We carefully curate who goes in what cabin based on what we've learned about them coming in, right? So yep. if you're coming alone, a lot of women come alone, which is hugely brave, yep. but they because they said, I don't want to bring my friends and go, you know, I, I want to just go on this journey by myself. So we put the people who come alone together because let's face it, we're all, no matter who we are, no matter how confident we are, no matter how much we've accomplished in this world or how happy we are, when we go somewhere by ourselves, we're still that seventh grader walking into the <laughs> lunchroom with our tray going, where am I going to sit and who's my friend? Right. I get, hair stands up on my arm when I even say that because we're all reduced to that when we put put ourselves in an uncomfortable environment. Mm -hmm. But by doing that and by this welcoming uh, experience that happens just by the nature of where we are and the energy that comes from the people who've been there before, everybody feels at home. Absolutely. It's amazing the power of just one simple look in the eyes and smile at that new person walking in the, the door. It just, it opens up all sorts of worlds. It does. And we find that the people who do sort of find their way to us are people who need to be there for whatever reason. We have a 501c3. We have a nonprofit called Give Her Camp, which we started organically just because we had a lot of people coming to us saying, I have a friend and they were tell the story, Mm -hmm. but they can't afford to go to this. And what can we do? So we started this slowly and we've sent about 45 deserving women to camp in the last couple of years. It's been hugely, hugely rewarding for them and for others too. Nobody knows who's on scholarship and who isn't, but Mm -hmm. the sharing of the experiences uh, really shifts people and helps them see that no matter, again, no matter where they are, they are not drowning alone. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Well, and that's similar to, you know, the group that we work with scope that does so much to to take, you know, wonderful kids and put them into camp. No one knows. They just, Kids are going to camp and they just go have a blast doing it. And, and, you know, and I think women, uh, and now we've actually expanded into the corporate arena, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Never, If you had told me I was going to leave an, you know, Emmy award-winning television career to go be a corporate event planner, I'd have said nothing. (laughs) But what happened is we had so many women who came to our camps and then went home to their offices, their businesses, their companies, Mm -hmm so inspired that they started to do things differently because they started to think differently and their teams 
people behaving differently. And so their managers and their bosses and their HR directors would say, you know, would say to them, what just happened? I tell them what's going on. So we started getting walked into these C-suites with people who were said, I, whatever you just gave to her, we need our whole team to do. And in the beginning, we were approached, our very first one was Lululemon, and they said it's co-ed. And we said, we don't know if, if men are going to go for this. You know, we kind of gulped and said we can give it a try. But we were really, really pleasantly surprised to see that men and women, it, when you provide them with a safe space and you just go like this and you, yeah. you ask them one question that gets them thinking about things they'd never really shared before, the floodgates open. And once one person does that, it invites everybody else to get real and vulnerable and authentic. And that's when the, the magic starts to happen. That's awesome. I keep using the word magic and I never really believed in that until I <laughs> it's true for myself, but it's like fairy dust. Yes, it is. There is very, my, my range of vocabulary is so small that magic is a perfect word to describe. And I've not, I've looked, I've not found any other great word to describe the experience of camp. If it's the right place and the right fit and everybody's engaged, it creates something so much larger than the sum of the parts. It's only, it's magic. And they say youth is wasted on the young, which is why I did this in the first place. Because <laughs> This is so wrong. We don't even know who we are at camp. I really believe that I, I am who I am because of my experiences at camp and the opportunities I had to get away from the safety of what I knew and experience, you know, myself. The very first camp we did, um, my mom came with us and I brought, after we did a yoga class down by the lake, it was beautiful. And it was the camp where I had grown up. And I said, can you come with me for a minute? I walked her down to the lake and I got emotional. And I said, I just want to thank you. I know how hard it was for you and dad to send all three of us away. It was expensive mm -hmm. and it was a big commitment. And, uh, and they loved to go up, take us on family vacations. And we, we didn't do that anymore. Once we, um, mm -hmm. you know, once we started to go to camp, I said, and I just want you to know that I am the reason I am who I am is because of this place and what I learned about myself. And if I hadn't had the foundation that you gave me and the confidence, I don't know that I would have turned into the human being and the mother and the professional person that I am. But this place is what made me that way. And thank That's you. Awesome. And she said, you know, I, I've never experienced this. And if you're going to really do this as a business, like I'm in, I'm coming with you. <laughs> That's awesome. And she's a, she was, a college, she was a, a college professor who taught teachers how to write creatively. And she now comes and she's our journaling teacher. And she teaches people how to write their legacy. And if you're not living the legacy that you want to leave behind, mm -hmm. what are you going to do about it? Get in that. Exactly. So Go change it up. Awesome. Well, well, speaking of reading and writing, I'd love to ask people, what are some, some books or some blogs or, or whatever resources that you've collected over the last several years that have kind of shaped you and ones that you would suggest for people to read back home? I brought them with me, actually. Oh, I love it. This one. This is the camp. That's a great one. You know this book? Yeah. So Michael Eisner, who was the president of Disney, you know, mm -hmm. I was in the TV business. I don't know him. But when I was actually contemplating doing this as a business, mm -hmm. uh, and it actually started in 2005. I wrote a book with five other women in Miami mm -hmm. uh, that was, it was about the concept of enough and when is enough enough. And we had so many, we launched our book on television. We had so many, 10,000 women wrote to us and said, we want to connect with people wow. like that we don't know to be able to share things that we can't share with the people in our lives that are too close to us. So I called the owner of my, my camp and said, we want to come rent this place. And so we did. And as we, so after that first one, I thought, it was amazing, and I it wasn't it wasn't nearly what Camp Powerman is, but I thought I really want to 
explore the opportunity of taking grown-ups to camp. And so I went and I, somebody gave me this book and it was really interesting because Michael Eisner, who was someone I looked up to in my career, uh, really talks about leadership qualities and the expansion of your mind and the building of a community and learning how to operate with people. You could be a great loser, but you also can learn the, the, the lessons that come with defeat. You know, we don't do that today. Everybody wants a prize for second place. And so this camp, this book truly inspired me to, it confirmed for me that what I remembered from camp was real. Yep. And uh, that you could actually take that to the next level because there were so many people like Michael Eisner who were successful people mm -hmm. who had been to camp. So this camp, this book truly inspired me to get this moving. And this is really crazy. There's a really silly book. It's called Camp by Kayla Miller. And it's for kids. It's literally a cartoon book. <laughs> yep. Somebody gave this to me while well, a few years ago. And I... It really, it's a, it's a story of two girls who go to camp that are friends. One of them assimilates beautifully and the other one kind of latches onto her. Yep. And it's, and it's the burden that the other one feels. And it's actually ruining their friendship because the first one says, I want to go be free and meet all these other mm -hmm. people. And this other girl is just going back to what she knows. And what, what we've created with Camp Powerment is we try to help people step out of their own way and learn how to grow and build friendships with people. So many relationships we have in our life we've carried. So in this book, Camp, uh, it's really about two friends who go to camp for the first time together. One of them assimilates beautifully. The other one kind of latches onto her. And it's a cartoon experience about, but it really is about getting out of, they talk about how learning how to step outside your comfort zone and the satisfaction of learning how to uh, blaze your own trails with new experiences. And it's no different for a nine-year-old who goes to camp or a 39, 49, or 59-year-old girl who goes to camp uh, because we're all still that same child who's looking for validation and wants to make sure that we're doing life right. And in life today, there's not a lot of checks and balances. And so when you can step outside of your comfort zone, get out into nature, put your phone down, not answer voicemails, emails, texts, all of that, and really just take care of yourself, which women don't do, some crazy stuff opens up for you that you never could see before. Yep, and I would I would venture to, to guess it's probably the same thing for guys as well. So it is, and we've had so with our corporate experiences, we were really were very pleasantly surprised when you ask people probing questions that they might never have thought about or put them in environments and situations. You know, when you put when you are doing an Apache relay in color war and there's a pie eating contest, or you're tossing Cheetos on someone's head that they're catching with shaving yep. uh, yep. cream. The whole, a whole new world opens up for you because you can see things in a way that you couldn't see them before. And the laughter and the silly and the connections and the bonds that are made over things that are real and important are very, very, very different. There are people sometimes who, uh, the Hollywood Reporter did a big story about us as how Camp Powerman is the anti-networking networking event in Hollywood. <laughs> You know, there are people who say, you know, they get hit up all the time for, you know, can you get my kid an internship and can you help me get a job? And, you know, after spending a weekend with people who have no idea what anybody does for a living, there are so many connections that are made because people get to know each other for who they are, not who they yeah. think they are. Yeah. And that's when, that's when real form, you know, real things develop. Our experts get a lot of business post camp because mm -hmm. they're connecting in real life. We don't connect in real life and yeah. take the time to have face-to-face -face conversations and sometimes there are people who stand under a tree and three hours later they're still standing under that tree but when would you ever do that right 
Yeah, you want to go and enjoy it. It's funny not having that, what I do as a barrier. When I go and I visit with families, I make it a point not to ask what anybody does because, frankly, it doesn't matter. It's more a function of what, what, what do you need for your child right now? What's going to be the best fit for your child? And then we kind of move on from there. So, so now, Tammy, if, if you guys are doing awesome stuff. If people want to learn more about you and, and about Camp Powerment, what's the best way to go about it? Uh, go to our website, which is camppowerment.com, and we're on all social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, um, uh, Facebook, uh, and we have a lot of really, really great content that is fed to us. Our, we, we do regular blogging through our experts. There's a lot of really great takeaway information for whatever it is that that men or women are actually, frankly, dealing with in their lives. And so there's a lot of insight, connection, and new beginnings, which is what we've sort of built our, our company around. But yeah. it's the friendships and the connectedness. And we do we do events all over the country. Uh, right now, we're doing, we're, we're moving into an upscale space, which is interesting. Last year, we had uh, our home base in Malibu was burned to the ground by fire. Oh, fires, yeah. Uh, yeah, we were up there. We were waiting 160 oh. people coming the next day, and we evacuated, and we ended up you know, rerouting people, but, uh, and we lost a lot in there, but our community is so solid and they actually rallied to support us and set up a GoFundMe campaign for us and raised $70,000 in two weeks to kind wow. of save us, which was a, a real turning point for us. Cause we didn't realize the impact we had on our community mm. and had, we got written up in, we got written up in, in, uh, in the, the uh, travel industry publication called Travel Weekly with the headline that said, if your business perished, would your people rally to support you and save your business? Wow. And it was really a testament to who our people were. Many people come, they leave, you have no idea what kind of impact happened, you know, on, it had on their life. And it wasn't until this, this happened where people were writing to us and saying, take my $20 and use this to rebuild because what you do is not being done anywhere else on the planet. And the fun side of it makes the impact of what it is not feel like work. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well done. Well, great. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for, for spending time with me around the campfire. The fire is getting a little low here, and I know we both got other things we got to get rolling on, but it's been so much fun learning about what you guys do, why you're doing it, and, and how you're doing it, and the type of change that you're bringing on to the communities that, frankly, really need it. You know, we all need a chance to, to get around and play a little bit, let our hair down, and, and take some time to really see what's going on inside us and connect much more widely outside of ourselves. Thank you for having me, Clark. <laughs> that was really fun. It's pretty incredible that Tammy has figured out a way to take the magic of what is normally a, a kid's only experience and bring it to the world of adults. Camp can still exist and help us in all the right ways. The community that camp generates in the summer can be created back home, regardless of your age. The key is to be thoughtful about the people that we include in our daily and weekly lives. We need to have those people around us that help us drop the masks that we seemingly wear all the time. Those that help bring out our best selves. And yes, it may help to do something goofy together too. Thanks for taking the time to listen. If you found this conversation useful, I'd ask you to do two things. First, please pass along to a friend. The lessons of summer camp can be applied to so much in the real world, and our campfire circle is large enough for everyone to join. Secondly, please leave a review on whichever podcast service you use. More reviews and good ones help the idea spread. Well, that's enough for today. Until we talk again, do good and be good. 
Thanks again to our friends at Scope for sponsoring the Campfire Conversation podcast. Scope stands for Summer Camp Opportunities Promote Education. They provide children from underserved communities with life-changing opportunities through the experience of summer camp. Scope campers benefit from a positive, safe, and healthy environment led by excellent role models who give them the chance to develop their full potential. We both believe that summer camp reinforces what children learn in school and enhances overall academic learning. If you would like to help give some wonderful children a life-changing experience, I hope you'll join me in supporting Scope. You can find them online at scopeusa.org and on social media at support scope.